ان الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبعد فيا ايها المسلمون الله تبارك وتعالى هي سدنه بك لقد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسنه indeed you have in the messenger of allah a fine example لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا for he you have in the messenger of allah the best example and the finest example لمن كان يرجو الله for he who hopes in allah on the final day and he remembers allah abundantly ايها المسلمون indeed the messenger of allah عليه الصلاه والسلام Muhammad ibn Abdullah salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh indeed he was the best amongst mankind in worshiping Allah he was the most perfect of mankind in obeying Allah he was the greatest amongst mankind in fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus the guidance that Muhammad came with is the best of guidance and the most perfect of guidance and the greatest guidance that mankind have ever ever come across and therefore for the muslim for the mu'min for the believer upon him is to be keen in adhering to the guidance of al-mustafa alayhi salatu wassalam to be ardent in following in copying in imitating the blessed guidance of khair al-bashar salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi the one who is successful is the one who imitates and copies the messenger of allah throughout his life throughout his years throughout his months his weeks his days let us reflect upon the guidance and the mannerism of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as to how he would approach the morning 
and how he would enter into the morning. For indeed the Messenger of Allah والسلام, he would enter into the morning. He would commence his morning beseeching and imploring and begging, requesting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a matter. What is it that he would be requesting for? He would be asking Allah at the morning, at the beginning of the day, for Allah to make something easy for him. For Allah to make something easy, to facilitate something for the Messenger of Allah. What is it that the Messenger of Allah is asking Allah to facilitate for him? He's asking for Allah to make easy the goals, the aims, the objectives that the Messenger of Allah has set for himself for the day that is about to commence. Imam Ahmad and Ibn Majah in a narration declared Sahih by Imam Al-Albani from the hadith of Ummi uh, Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha. They recorded that she said that the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he used to say at the morning prayer, once he had made the, made the salutations, the Messenger of Allah would say at the morning prayer, meaning Salatul Fajr, after he had concluded the prayer, after he had given the salutations, he would say, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'an wa rizqan tayyiban wa amalan mutaqabbala. O Allah, I ask you for beneficial knowledge, for good and pure sustenance, and for deeds that are accepted. Three things the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam asks. After he finishes Salatul Fajr, then immediately he asks Allah for these three things. He asks for beneficial knowledge. Secondly, he asks for sustenance, provision that is good, pure, clean. And thirdly, he asks Allah for deeds. Allah to grant him the ability to perform deeds that are going to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us reflect as to the time when this dua was made by the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu this dua was made by the Messenger of Allah at no other time than the morning. And the morning, how appropriate and how befitting it is for this dua to be made at the morning. Because in this dua, the Messenger of Allah is setting for himself his goals for the day. He's setting for himself objectives and aims for the day. And the morning, that is the best time to be thinking and to be visualizing your aims and your objectives. Because the morning, that is the key to the rest of the day. The morning, that is the key to the treasures of that day. Because your day, Ya Abdullah, your day, it is a source of treasure for you. Your day, the whole of it, it is a source of capital for you. Upon you is to profit from that capital though. As Imam Al-Hassan Al-Basri, Rahimahullah ta'ala He said Ma min yawm yanchaqu fihi fajruhu There is no day within which the day breaks Illa wa huwa yunadi Except that the day it calls out Yabna Adam O son of Adam Ana khalqun jadeed wa ala amalika shaheed Fatazawwad minni Fa inni idha madaytu la a'ud Hatta yawm al-qiyamah 
Ya bana Adam, the day it calls out to each and every single one of us at the morning. And it says, O son of Adam, indeed I am a new creation, and indeed I am a witness over your actions. Therefore take provision from me, profit from me, capitalize upon me. Why? Because once I, once I the day I depart, then I shall never ever return up until the day of standing, up until the day of judgment. Therefore, how appropriate it is for us to make this dua concerning our goals at the beginning of the day. This dua that the Messenger of Allah made, it is beneficial from two angles. Firstly, it is beneficial in that you are setting for yourself definitively, specifically, categorically, your aims and your objectives of the day. And you'll always find that a person, whenever he wants to pursue a certain project, for example, if he has clear-cut goals and aims and objectives as to how to accomplish this project, then you're going to find that he's going to accomplish the project with accuracy, with perfection. He's going to acquire the project in a quicker period of time when he has a visualization of the tasks that he needs to perform in order to accomplish this project. In contrast to the person who wants to achieve a certain project but he has no goals and tasks and aims and objectives outlined. This type of person, his thoughts are going to be muddled. This type of person, in his pursuit of achieving the project, he may end up failing, he may end up never achieving the project in the first place. So that is one beneficial angle from which we can look at this dua. That a person, he has his whole life in reality outlined, the goals of his life outlined, if he says it every single day in the morning. Secondly, this dua, it is beneficial from the angle that it reminds you and it causes you to acknowledge the fact that your guidance and your risk and your knowledge that you attain and your ability and your deeds being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is all dependent upon the aid of Allah upon the assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that knowledge you cannot attain it risk you cannot attain it your deeds to be accepted by Allah that cannot occur except by the except by the leave and the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For that reason you find that the companions, Ridwan Allah ta'ala alayhim, when they are faced on Yawm al-Ahzab by the various different disbelieving parties that are allied against the, allied against the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, on Yawm al-Ahzab, when the companions, they are digging up the trenches in Al-Madinah, they began to recite lines of poetry. From the lines of poetry that they recited was what? They said, Wallahi, Allah mahtadayna. They said, we swear by Allah, if it wasn't for Allah, we would never have been guided. And we would never have given charity, and we would never have prayed. The companions, Ridwanullah ta'ala alayhim, they recognized the fact that guidance, al-iman, they recognized the fact that sadaqah, giving charity, they recognize the fact that Salah, praying, all of that is nothing 
other than a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if it wasn't from Allah, if it wasn't for Allah, selecting and choosing the companions to believe, to be guided, to have iman, to give in sadaqah, then they're admitting and they're acknowledging that we would never have been guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in the book, he said, وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ فِيكُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ لَوْ يُطِيعُكُمْ فِي كَثِيرٍ مِنَ الْأَمْرِ لَعَنِدْتُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ Then he went on to say, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ Allah, he has made you love al-Iman. وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ And Allah, he has beautified Iman in your hearts. He has decorated Iman in your hearts. He has embellished Iman in your hearts. وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفَرُ وَالْفُسُوقُ وَالْعِسْيَانُ And Allah has made you, Ya Abdullah. Allah has made you hate disbelief. He has made you hate evil doing. He has made you hate disobedience. Why? فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَنِعْمَةً As a fadl from Allah, as a favor from Allah, وَنِعْمَةً and a blessing. You having iman, it is nothing other than a favor. You being a man of sunnah is nothing because of your intelligence. It is not due to your intelligence. It is not due to you being righteous. It is not due to you being pure and clean and righteous and salih. But rather you being guided, you loving the sunnah of Muhammad ibn Abdullah, that is nothing other than a fadl from Allah, wa ni'mah, a favor from Allah, and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you make this dua in the morning, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'an, wa rizqan tayyiban, wa amalan mutaqabbala. Oh Allah, I ask you for beneficial knowledge, for rizq that is tayyib, for sustenance that is pure, and for deeds that are accepted, when you're making this dua in reality, you're acknowledging the fact and the dua, it is reminding you of the fact that you need assistance and the aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are in need of isti'ana in order to be guided. Otherwise, you would never be guided unless it was from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us look at this dua that the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam made. How does he begin this dua? Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'an. The dua, it begins with what? It begins with aslul usul. It begins with the most principle of matters. The foundation of matters. Al-ilm. Knowledge. Knowledge is the foundation by which your statements and your actions are made. Knowledge. Without knowledge, you can't distinguish between rizq tayyib and rizq that is khabith. You can't distinguish between sustenance that is pure and sustenance that is impure. Without knowledge, you can't determine between actions that are accepted by Allah and those actions that are rejected by Allah. Thus, the Messenger of Allah, he began with al-ilm. But notice one thing. He said, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'an. He said, Oh Allah, I ask you for beneficial knowledge. Indicating by way of that, that knowledge is of two types. Beneficial knowledge and, benef and knowledge that is not beneficial. And thus, especially in the time that we live in, we're in need of Allah granting us that knowledge that is beneficial because knowledge and information in the time, in the era that we live in, it is widespread and easily accessible. All you have to do is type in a keyword into Google, into YouTube, and khalas, you have any and every type of information available. But not all of that information is beneficial for you, Ya Abdullah. Thus we find that the Messenger of Allah, 
alayhi salatu wa salam, he would seek refuge in Allah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'. Oh Allah, he would say, I seek refuge in you. I seek sanctuary and protection in you from knowledge that does not benefit. Therefore, not all knowledge is beneficial, but the, the, the knowledge that acquaints you with Allah, the knowledge that acquaints you with, with what Allah loves, the knowledge that acquaints you with what Allah hates, so you keep away from it, that is the knowledge that is beneficial. As for the second matter, that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, supplicated for, in this hadith, then that is asking Allah for sustenance that is pure, sustenance that is good and clean, i.e. sustenance that is permissible, indicating by way of that, that there is sustenance and provision and income that you can earn that is accepted, that is good, that is pure. And then there is another type of sustenance, provision, income that you may earn that is impure. As the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, in the hadith of Abi Huraira recorded by Muslim, he said, Indeed Allah is good and he does not accept anything except what is good. Up until Abu Huraira, he said, Up until the Messenger of Allah, he made mention of a man who had been traveling for a long distance. His hair is disheveled and he's all dusty. The man that is disheveled, been traveling for a long distance. He extends his hands out to the sky saying, Rabbi, Rabbi. He says, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. I.e. he supplicates to Allah. This man, however, that is disheveled, traveling out. He's been traveling for a long distance. He puts his hands out, begging and imploring Allah. Oh my Lord, oh my Lord. However, his food is haram. His drink is haram. His clothing is haram. He's nourished by haram. So how is it the case that his dua is going to be answered? If it is the case that the income that you're earning, the sustenance, the provision that you're earning, if it is the case that it is tainted with haram, then you are at risk, Ya Abdullah, of your dua not being accepted. Therefore, investigate your income. Investigate your provision. Is it the case that my provision, ask yourself, is it the case that my provision is tainted with something from ghish, from deceit, from lying, from deception? Is it the case that I lie in order to get my income? Because if you do, Ya Abdullah, then you're at risk of your wealth, you're at risk of your provision, or rather you're at risk of your dua not being answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as for the third matter that the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he made in his supplication, then that is to ask Allah for amal mutaqabbala. You may, for deeds that are accepted. Because you may engage in righteous deeds and you may put in a lot of effort in acts of worship. Qiyam al-layl, sawm, fasting, standing in prayer at night, going, going for umrah, going for hajj, great deeds that you may perform. But it could be the case on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, all of those deeds are rejected. Why? 
Because deeds they have two conditions. The first condition is that the deed is performed solely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second matter is that the deed is performed in accordance to the sunnah of Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi salatu wasalam. Otherwise the deed will be rejected. So these are three matters that the Messenger of Allah would request Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for at the commencement of the day after Salatul Fajr, immediately after Salatul Fajr. For ilm and nafi', beneficial knowledge, rizq tayyib, sustenance that is pure, and amal that is mutaqabbala, and deeds that are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but no one thing that it's not sufficient for you that after Salatul Fajr you make this dua and then you think that the dua is going to be answered and everything and anything that you want is going to occur. No. The dua has to be accompanied with action. The dua has to be accompanied with himma, with determination in order to execute what, these, what this dua necessitates. For example, you make dua to Allah to grant you beneficial knowledge. So then after Salatul Fajr, you pray Salatul Fajr, you make the dua, and then you go back to your bed, you go to sleep all the way to Salatul Dhuhr, and then the rest of the day you spend it in la'ib, you spend it in play and amusement. That is not you being sincere to the supplication that you made. Rather, the one who makes dua to Allah to grant him beneficial knowledge, he needs to go out and search for that beneficial knowledge. He needs to study, he needs to read, he needs to memorize, he needs to attend the circles of knowledge, like the circles of knowledge that are established in this masjid. Walhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihil kareem. Nabiyyana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Indeed, tomorrow is the 10th of Muharram. The 10th of the Islamic month of Muharram. That is the day when Musa alayhi salam and Bani Israel were saved from Fir'aun. And that is the day when Fir'aun was drowned alongside the rest of his army. Thus, Musa alayhi salam took that as a day of showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by fasting. And, Bani Is- and the Jews later on, they continued with that. When the Messenger of Allah arrived in Medina, however, and he asked them as to why is it the case that they're celebrating this day. Then they mentioned that this is the day when the messenger asked the Jews as to why is it the case that they are celebrating the 10th of Muharram. Then they answered by saying this was the day that Musa salam and Bani Israel were saved and Fir'aun was drowned. So the messenger of Allah, he said that we are more deserved of following Musa salam than you. However, the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, advised us to differ from the Jews as far as this act of worship, of fasting on the 10th of Muharram is concerned. So he advised us to fast it and the day prior to it to differ from the Jews. The ulama, they have stated that fasting, the 10th of Ashura, it is of three levels. The first is that you fast three levels as far as virtue is concerned. The first is that you fast the 10th of Muharram, and likewise the ninth, and likewise the eleventh. So you fast today, obviously if you've already started the fast, and likewise tomorrow, and likewise on Sunday. The second level is that you fast the tenth of Ashura, and likewise the day that came before it. And that is uh, yesterday, tomorrow, Saturday, and today. 
And the least is that you, fa that you fast at least the 10th of Ashura itself, and that is tomorrow. Wallahul muwaffaq wa sallallahu ma'ala Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Qumu li salatikum yarhamukum Allah.